get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Mega Metroid patrons, and welcome to another edition of Metroid ROM Hack Reviews. My name is Andy Spateri, and today we are going to be talking about the Super Metroid ROM Hack called Vitality. And this is a ROM Hack created by Digital Mantra. Um, and before we get started, I just want to mention two things. Um, first, apologies, this is a little bit later in the month. Uh, it's actually coming out the last day of the month. Um, so it's a little bit later than I usually would release it. We had uh, some family stuff going on. So I, I was a little bit delayed. So I am, uh, I do apologize for that. Um, and as well as I totally mucked up the uh, release of the last Spiteri show. And uh, it's since been fixed, but uh, I, I mixed up the tiers. So if you were an Omega tier patron and you did not uh, get access to the latest Spiteri show, uh, check again. Uh, JP was was kind enough to let me know that uh, that I had uh, screwed up royally releasing that. So check that out and um, you know give it a listen and let me know what you think about those movies. I was actually thinking before we get into this Metroid ROM hack, I was thinking about this list and I, you know how like after the fact, like when you make a list like that, you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe that I left out like this movie and this movie and this movie and and like so naturally I was expecting that, but. There was a movie that I, like, completely just felt egregious about leaving out. Um, and that was Princess Mononoke, which is, like, such an awesome movie. Um, I actually did an episode about that uh, over on the Zelda cast. If anyone wants to go and uh, check it out, just go over to Zelda Dungeon and search Mononoke. And um, I, I can't believe I forgot that one. Um, Akira too, is another one that probably should have been on that list. But... Like I, I like I like that movie for its significance to the cyberpunk genre, um, but Princess Mononoke is like such a I can't believe I forgot that. Anyways, <laughs> just wanted to uh, to get that out there because I was actually like disgusted with myself when I realized that that uh, that was an omission that I made. So that being said, let's talk about Vitality. Um, like I said, this is by Digital Mantra. You can check out the episode notes for where to go and download this. And um, I want to say something at the beginning, and I think I'm going to echo it at the end as well. So this is the, uh, what is this, like the the third or fourth Metroid ROM hack that I've uh, had the pleasure to, you know, to play for this series. 
And um, I, I think almost unanimously, all of these ROM hacks have been really good. Uh, you know, especially when you consider like, yeah, someone someone made this and someone, you know, did this in their free time. They're not paid to do et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I give a lot of leeway for that. But I like I also think that they've just been like very, very good. And and I think that after Vitality, um, I, I, I think I'm at the point now where like, you know, all of these Super Metroid ROM hacks, I think, are going to be at the very least like really good so i'm looking for something different now in a metroid rom hack a super metroid rom hack specifically um because super metroid has by far the most amount of rom hacks for it um so i'm looking for something specifically for a rom hack to do in order for it to stick out to me and vitality was up to that challenge and um we'll we'll talk about i get i kind of broke it down here into little subsections to keep me on on track a little bit but this is a a story heavy uh, story heavy is, is a weird way to put it it's it's a game that has a story probably more story than your average you know super metroid rom hack um but the there's a big twist which we'll discuss in a second but it's one that does i think help this stand on its own two feet when you inevitably compare it to like some of the other ones like Hyper Metroid, Super Duper Metroid, etc, uh, etc. Et so the first thing that uh, that really struck me about this game is that it's very atmospheric. Um, and, and Super Metroid is a very atmospheric game itself. And, and the Metroid series really in general is a very atmospheric game series and i think that's a that, you know that's something that we all love about the uh, the metroid series but this rom hack in particular i feel like is is really like leaning into that and they're trying to create a a foreboding kind of experience um and they do that in in a couple different ways here and um, i guess first of all we should talk about the actual world itself so you're on a new planet. The world has been completely redone, and um, this is this is what uh, the the ROM hack community would call a quote unquote vanilla hack. So vanilla basically means that the difficulty is essentially the same as the regular Super Metroid, and that the most of the sprite work is the same as the original Super Metroid at all. And um, well, I I think that's true for like the like the general difficulty of this game, I wouldn't say it's very hard. Um, to me, while the while all of the enemies uh, sprite works, most of them actually, we'll get into a few exceptions here. But most of the like the general enemies, the sprite work is exactly the same. Samus's sprite work is exactly the same. Um, the actual like ground that you walk on, that that sprite work is exactly the same. What really stuck out to me was like the backgrounds in this game, and they did an awesome, awesome job of just being. again very atmospheric um and there's lots of like different effects that i have no idea how they were they were able to do this so for example um the word like the the backgrounds can be a little bit deceiving there's a lot of like there's a lot of objects that look like platforms but aren't or some stuff that doesn't look like platform but is the the backgrounds like have these reflections to them in in different areas that really kind of make it um, a little bit disorientating, almost actually. Um, there's there's water. There was one point where I was walking on what looked like water, 
but like it was just a, a reflection. I picture like Ocarina of Time's water temple and that one room where like you fight Dark Link. That it was kind of like a, a vibe like that, where it was like a, a very kind of creepy, surreal room with like reflections and and you thought that you should be sinking but you weren't. Um, there are there are a lot of like sprites in this game that are how do I put this like spinning almost. So for example. If you are in a uh, an area uh, like Meridia, where you would sink down in the sand, it's it's just like everything is is spinning. Except you're not sinking in the sand. That's just like how the sand looks in this game. So it's 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 very much disorientating, and I think that's it's certainly by design. Um, and this game is is going for like a kind of like a borderline horror atmosphere. Um, which I feel like Metroid kind of straddles here and there. Like certainly Metroid Fusion and, and Metroid Dread have kind of embraced the, uh, you know, the the horror elements of of the genre. But I think that this game really kind of leans into that um, as well. Just by, you know, it like kind of. I, I think that one of the most disorientating and and scary things about when you're playing a video game is when you can't trust what you see and when something unexpected is either there or you feel it around the corner. And so for example, there's like, there's a bunch of lava in this game and I, I'm kind of air quoting here saying lava because you can roll in it and it doesn't hurt you. And then there are other sections where it just looks like water, but you start taking damage immediately and, and heavily because it is a, like a poisoned water. Um, so there's lots of different stuff like that, that, that is uh, throughout this game. And there is some, some kind of weird imagery as we'll get to in a little bit, but the game does a very, very good job of just present and building up a world that is just, it's creepy. It's very creepy. Um, and actually one thing that the, the game does really well in, in terms of um, building that up is, so they use all of the same music from uh, super Metroid. Um, but the, the caveat there is that they use only the creepy music from Super Metroid. So, like, there's no, like, bombastic uh, green Brinstar, like, do-do-do-do-do. That's not there. The the triumphant Criteria theme isn't there. The, uh, you know, the lower Norfare theme that I think we all know and love is not there. Instead, it's, it's all the, the ambient tracks, so, like, the Meridia theme or, like, the red Brinstar theme. Um, but also like the uh, like the wrecked ship and the, uh, the criteria before it kind of comes to life. Um, so they use that music quite extensively. And um, while, while I would say that I would have, you know, preferred original music. You know, I, I always like kind of feel like a jerk when I say like I want this or I want that in a ROM hack. But I just, you know, just throwing it out there. I totally, you know, this is way better than anything I could ever do. Um, but I'm just going to offer some critique anyways. So I would have preferred some original music, but the way that, um, that they, they use the music available to them and select the specific tracks that are going to enhance the atmosphere and enhance the, the vibe, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, they did a really good job just kind of picking and choosing and knowing what to play and specifically what songs to leave out. Because I think like, some songs are so iconic and so memorable that they they almost kind of take away if you're looking to create like a like an atmosphere or like this chilling you know vibe that this game is clearly going for. Um, 
So yeah, they did a really good job with that. And I could be wrong, and I'm I probably am wrong, but by God, I I swear I saw some Metroid Zero Mission sprites um, in this game. And I'm gonna follow up on sprite mixing from game to game because I actually asked the uh, the Metroid construction like ROM hack community about that um, in a particular uh, scenario and instance that we'll talk about in a little bit. But let's talk about the map. Um, because I, as, as anyone that's ever heard me on inspired by Metroid or ROM hack reviews, or even like just talking about Metroid in general, uh, you gotta have a great, great map. And I will say that I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed by this map. Um, and that's not to say that there's anything inherently wrong with it. It's the super Metroid map. It's just different, but like, so I, so I think that like, you know, if, if you listen, I, I think that the map of Super Metroid is awesome and the way that they lay it out is awesome. But let's also take into account that that is a 30 year old game, right? Like it's going to be 30 years old in, in 2024. So, um, you know, the, the maps have clearly come a long way, which we've seen in in Metroid Dread and, you know, even Metroid Fusion, which came out after had clearly marked indicators of like what was a you know, they'd had the circle for where there was an item. It had um, different color coding for secret areas and stuff like that. And I think that I'm missing that in these Metroid ROM hacks. Um, because, like, it's... You just wouldn't see a Metroidvania with this type of Super Metroid map nowadays. Um, and like I said, like, I, I don't begrudge Super Metroid for that. It's a 30-year-old game, and it's still... You know, the map still does the job, but kind of like I was complaining about um, last month, um, maybe even the month before. I can't remember what, what game I was complaining about, but like, like I, we should be able to like see every single area in the game just by, you know, pulling up our map and, you know, you, you can only see one area when you're in it and then you have to leave the area, go to another area to, in order to see that map. Um, and like, I, I just, I would have liked to see some, some more, modern touches on this map like the ability to cycle through and uh, you know go through each area's map without actually having to be in said area i would have also liked to see like a an item counter or a percentage counter um that worked with uh you know that worked with this as well um but it, it's just the, it's a super metroid map as you know it and as you've uh you know as you've used it probably many times before um, so I don't know how much of like a pain in the ass it is to to implement these changes into the Super Metroid map if you're a ROM hack, you know, ROM hacker, I guess. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't know. I I would like to see that, but maybe uh, maybe I'll follow up and see like how, you know, how much work goes into that. Um, but one thing that this map does do, which is uh, certainly a pain in the ass is um, there are lots of fake map lines. Um, and so, so I'll explain what I mean by that. You know, when like you're, you're playing uh, a game like a Metroidvania and you look on your map and it's like, Oh cool. Why haven't I explored past this certain point yet? Or why haven't I went through this door yet? Um, you can go and, and you look at your map and say like, okay, well the quickest way to get there is from this point to that point, And then you start Metroid fusion is really guilty of this. Um, especially when the SAX starts blowing up doors, but you start going towards that path and then you're just like, oh, well it's, it's blocked off and I can't proceed. And now I have to go back and take a different path. Even though my map says I should be able to walk from this point to that point. 
Um, yeah, man. Metroid Fusion is, is a really bad offender at this. But Vitality is an extremely offensive offender at this. There are lots of times where you would think that you should be able to, um, you know, to, to go from point A to point B, but your map, even though it, it looks when you open it like the like the areas are connected, um, the areas are in fact not connected. And, and that's just like something that, oh God, I, I hate that in Metroid Fusion and I, I didn't appreciate it in Vitality. Um, so just uh, beware of that. If you're going to play this now, that being said, there are some very cool areas in this game and they're kind of loosely modeled after, um, like after some areas in, uh, um, like super Metroid kind of sort of. So you've got the, uh, the Pendulu Moda, which is kind of sort of based on criteria, but it looks a little bit like Rocky Meridia. Um, you've got the great named Chernobog, which is clearly, uh, based off of Red Brinstar. Um, you've got, uh, Achilles, which is based off of Upper Norfair, um, and Davilo, which is kind of like Meridia, there's a lot of water in there, and then the Tac Lacora, which is kind of sort of based off the wreck ship, and there isn't a- another area, but I want to wait, actually, until we talk about the story to talk about this area, but, um, yeah, so there's, there's lots of, like, different kind of vibes, uh, to be had in this planet, um, Taklakora is, is like obviously kind of like a techie spaceship kind of deal. Chernobog is uh is kind of like an overgrown jungle almost. Um kind of thorny and, and, and very green. Um like I said, uh Pendula Moda is, is kind of like a a mix between um like Meridia and uh, like the rocky parts of Meridia and Criteria. And then um yeah, and Davilo is like definitely the water area and uh you do not i i know that we talk about this in metro dread uh as kind of a point of contention but you do not get the gravity suit in a timely manner in this game so just throwing that out there um so one thing that um that this game also does not feature as well is uh some of the and and this might be something that i was just spoiled with since like you know um super duper metroid was my first metroid rom hack game but that, that game kind of gave you a lot of different options when you went to the Samus screen, like the ability to to adjust the speed on bombs or adjust just like a bunch of different things. Um, there was some, some uh, UI like changes that you could make as well, um, which I was really, really, really impressed with. Um, but uh, not, not really not really anything for this game, but um, that's, that's mostly okay because I, I don't think that... Like I said, this game is mostly about the story and the atmosphere, so it, it doesn't really need all that stuff, although obviously that stuff is uh, is always welcome. But uh, yeah, just when I say it's vanilla, it, it is because um, it's very much copied almost directly from Super Metroid. And, um, you know, that's uh, I guess that's not a bad thing because Super Metroid is one of the greatest games ever made. Um, so let's talk. I want to quickly talk about the items, actually, before we get going on some of this other stuff. So I had, I had a few notes, not very many notes about the items because you kind of get the items in a similar manner that you that you would in Super Metroid. Like I started off, I got the Morph Ball, then I got the, the bombs, then I got the missile, then I got the, uh, the high jump boots, and then I got the, the, the power bombs and stuff like that. Um, after that, it was kind of when it started to get a little bit funky monkey with the way that these, uh, these items are going. The Spazer Beam... 
in particular was um was kept away for a very long time so it made me appreciate it when i finally got it because you know you get the spacer beam pretty quickly in super metroid um not so much in this game so you're just shooting that one little ball thing for a long time so kind of like how metro dread made me appreciate the morph ball this game made me appreciate the spacer beam um, i actually ended up finishing this game without the gravity suit without the plasma beam and without the screw attack which by the way the screw attack in this game absolutely sucks it sucks uh, i don't know what they were thinking but you know when you get the screw attack and you're just like this absolutely unstoppable force and you jump into anything and like it's like poof see you later alligator nope not in vitality in this game you get the screw attack and you jump in an enemy and while you're floating over the enemy, he starts to take very, very slow damage. And you basically have to, like, stay in screw attack form and hover over an enemy for, like, like I'm talking, like, three to five seconds for an enemy to dissipate once it's been hit by the screw attack. And obviously, you can't just float there when you're in screw attack. So you end up taking, like, a huge ton of damage while you're trying to, to uh, you know, figure out... Uh, you know how that while you're trying to beat them with uh, the screw attack so um yeah that that one i ended up like wanting to go back for and, and get before i was completing the game but uh found out that it was definitely not worth it plasma beam though was uh kind of like i was saying about the spacer beam that was something that its usefulness certainly shone through um last thing about the items is that uh well i i should i'll absolutely preface this with um I did not get very many of the items. Actually, I think I finished at about uh, 50%, which I'll get to later. But um, no Shine Spark puzzles uh, or, or any kind of crazy Shine Spark dealios in this game. It was, it was very much, uh, you know, business as usual. I mean, again, kind of like Super Metroid. Like, there's not really any crazy Shine Spark puzzles in that game either. And uh, most every ROM hack that I've played so far has a you know, kind of like a cool shine spark puzzle going on, but, um, not, not this one, but that, uh, you know, also that is to say that, uh, they're probably there. I'm sure that there could be some hidden. I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, so I really want to, I quickly, I wanted to talk about the bosses because I, uh, <laughs> there was, I had some thoughts about these bosses after. And of course they're, they're the same bosses that, you know, we all know, but vitality does some, uh, some different things with these bosses, which I kind of dig. Um, the first of it is these sick bastards make you fight Dragon without the grapple beam. And for context, I had four super missiles and three energy tanks when I fought Dragon. And for for extra extra context, um, if Dragon picks you up once, that's pretty much like three energy tanks worth of damage. I think it's actually like two and a half energy tanks worth of damage. So you have to be incredibly precise. And I'm sure that uh, like a lot of you guys listening, I am rusty fighting Dragon without using the grapple beam to, uh, you know, zap her out of out of existence. Um, so that was a nice little little challenge, I felt like. Um, and, and you didn't get the grapple beam for a while after uh, fighting Dragon either. Um, one thing that this game... Uh, did when I got to the Fantoon fight 
was it it modified the Fantoon sprite. So it was the exact same fight. The Fantoon was doing everything that you would expect Fantoon to do, but the actual sprite was different. It looked like a Chozo. Um, and in fact, it, it looked like the like the Chozo mural that you fight in Metroid Zero Mission at the end when you're when you're getting your power suit back. It looked very, very cool, and it was something that really made this stand out to me. Um, and we weren't done there. And actually, um, before I get to uh, any other changes that uh, this game made with the bosses too, you end up fighting Ridley actually kind of early. And um, again, I went in with uh, no gravity suit, no plasma beam, seven super missiles, and five energy tanks. And that's, uh, you know... It wasn't impossible. It took me a few tries, but Ridley, that is a uh, that's a tough fight if you've only got, um, you know, a couple of super missiles and a. I think I maybe had thirty regular missiles, um, maybe if that. But you take a lot of damage in your in your various suit, uh, more than you probably think, and you don't deal out a lot of damage when you're only having chart when you're firing charged spacer shots and not plasma shots. So that was uh, that was a pretty intense fight. Um, so again, I kind of liked the, the challenge of that. Cause I wouldn't say that this is a ultra challenging hack in general, but I do like that they kind of, you know, allow veteran players to, to flex their moves a little bit and their skills a little bit fighting, you know, bosses like Ridley or Dragon, or I think like even Kraid, like I had like one energy tank when I fought Kraid and that's not a very difficult fight, but, um, you know, still, I, I kind of thought that was cool. Um, but Getting back to what I was talking about with Fantoon, something that is like super, super awesome. Um, the next fight that uh, that I did where they changed the sprite work was the Terizo fight. And they change it to look kind of like, kind of like human. So it starts off as a Chozo statue, but there's like a human face in the Terizo beak instead. It actually looks like something right out of Axiom Verge. Um... It, it's very, it's very creepy. It's very, it's very uh, disturbing. Um, and and I actually fought Terizo after I had vanquished the Big Four. So um, I fought. In fact, um, actually, I'll save that for just a second. But yeah, so the the um, the face of Terizo was just very, very creepy. But nothing, nothing will compare to fighting. Crocomire in this game. Jesus Christ. This guy has been altered. His his sprite has been like completely replaced. I posted a picture of it in the Omega Metroid Patreon Lounge Discord. And this guy, he looks like um it's just like a, a collection of like corpses. It's it's actually like super messed up. So there's it's like there's like body parts that are almost like place together so the fight itself is exactly the same but it just it looks so creepy there's like arms sticking out um there's heads sticking out i i can't even like describe how this looks it just it looks so creepy and uh just ugh, gross um so that was a very very cool highlight and crocomire was actually like the last boss of the game um, and I wrote down my, my boss route and, and it was different than a lot of super Metroid hacks that I've played before. Um, so I ended up taking uh Kraid on first. So when Kraid, Dragon, Botwoon, Fantoon, Ridley, 
golden chorizo, regular chorizo, and then crocomire. So there's no final boss really to speak of. Um, you just fight this <laughs> demonic version of crocomire in the final area, but it's it's very cool. Um, so now that I've said all that, I do want to talk about the story of this game. So I want to I want to give a spoiler warning. So if you guys want to check this game out for yourself, which I, I think that you should. I think it was a fun hack, not too challenging. Um, you know, if you like, I, I think you you know if you're going to like it or not by, by you know, how much, uh, if, you, if you dig what I've been saying so far. Um, but I would recommend it. And uh, I just want to make sure that everybody listening to this um, just knows that from here on out, we're going to be talking spoilers. So uh, just, uh, you know, warning. So, Samus is stationed on the planet Aruga, I think I said that right, um, unbeknownst to the Galactic Federation. And the story is, uh, so basically it starts off with Samus saying that like she hasn't heard from anybody in a couple days and she needs to stretch her legs, otherwise she's going to go stir crazy. And that's how your adventure starts. And um, I had heard that this was a very story-heavy game. And, well, I, I don't know if I would say it's story-heavy so much as that there it has, like, a singular twist at the end. Um, I was expecting a little bit more story, like, while I was actually playing. But it's it's kind of, like, slow-dripped out in a similar way that... What's a compare? Like, kind of like Metroid Prime, but only if you found, like, one or two Chozo lores or, or pirate datas or anything like that. Um... So, for example, once you get the power bombs, um, there's a message that comes out saying that you've lost connection with your ship and that uh, you don't have to go back, but it's just telling you that your ship has basically been destroyed. And then when you get to the wrecked ship area, um, you unlock, I guess I'd call it like a little piece of lore that appears on your map screen, almost like kind of how um, Metroid Rogue Dawn used this. And um, this particular piece of lore says that uh, it starts talking about some experiments on the hunter and it ends off with a very cryptic uh specimen d is a success and so you you don't really have like a ton of story after that um what you you'll, you'll play the game as usual and um you'll get to you know like the boss room where like yeah the statues of the four bosses are and they slowly, one at a time, start to the the jewels start to burst, and uh, you know the uh, the the thing lowers, like the statue lowers, and you get the elevator and Torian. So there's something kind of similar here, and um, but there's only it's actually you only need to defeat Ridley, and that's it. And um, you go into instead of Torian, the final area is called um, Elsek. I think that's right. Um, e L S E Q. And um, this is, I thought that this was very, very cool because this this game does not reuse the Torian area, but in fact, it reuses the Ceres Space Station area, which I've never seen in a Metroid ROM hack before. Uh, this is the first time that I can think of that. And, and I feel like it makes a lot of sense, especially for the theme of this game. Um, but it was very cool being in that area and seeing it actually used. Um, and once you kind of get there, uh, stuff starts hitting the fan. So I should probably mention that every time that you die, 
you are revitalized, okay? Quote, unquote, revitalized. And what that means is um, when you die, you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily go back to like the last save point that you saved at. But instead, you go to areas that are either in the vicinity or sometimes you do go back to the last save point, but not always. Um, so when you are revitalized, you essentially keep all the progress that you've made um, or a lot of the progress that you've made and you, you just start at a different spot. And in fact, there is a couple different times where like in order to get an energy tank, you have to die and then be revitalized in this new area and you can only get that energy tank by you know spawning in this new area. Um, but there's a point where you get into um, Elsec and you, you're exploring and you've just fought this monstrous version of Crocomire and um, you get to this point where you cannot proceed any further. So what you do is you actually have to die and then you have to be revitalized and you start to see these like naked and discarded women everywhere in this area and it's super damn creepy. Um, I think that I posted a couple pictures again in the uh, in the patron lounge, but there's just like these these women in a test tube, and it looks like it looks damn creepy. Um, and so, as you progress, you actually start to see like more of this, where like these women are in a test tube, and there's blood in some of them, and there's like a green exoskeleton that are hanging from the wall. And so by this point, you're very clearly just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is super weird. Um, and you keep going. And um, as you get into the depths of Elsec, there is a note which says something along the lines of, uh, actually, before you even get there, very creepy again, there's a, there's a note that's sprawled out by one of these test tubes and it says, like, kill me. And I was just like, god damn, this is like, heavy dark stuff but so you you venture deeper into elsec and you you unlock this note and um you see you see a ton of clones of samus a ton of clones of samus and there's this note that says operation ariga clones are set to dispatch assassinate key figures that oppose unit 18 will behind with chairman keaton Wayland Utani Corp. Bum bum bum. So for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Wayland Utani Corp is the bad guy, the, like the bad evil corporation from the Alien franchise. And uh, obviously, Metroid and Alien have been, you know, connected at the hip since they were, you know, since Metroid was first made, um, taking a lot of inspiration very clearly from alien and it was it was like i don't know like it, in on one hand it was like very um it made a lot of sense to see like metroid and alien like officially existing in the same kind of universe but on the other hand i was just like whoa wayland yutani that's these evil bastards like of course they're trying to clone samus and so the game ends with you destroying all of your other clones and then um and then you see like there's a bunch of different ships that they've made. And what what was really creepy here is that uh, you find out that like the whole thing has been uh, maybe simulation isn't the right word, but like 
very clearly the the purpose of this planet is to clone Samus and find a replacement for her because Samus is dead. And you go and you actually attend Samus's funeral uh, in the in the post credit, not in the post credit scene, but like they tell you that this clone goes in and attends Samus's funeral, and uh, it's a very unsettling ending. Um, and, and kind of a really cool twist. First of all, the twist that you could find out that uh, Samus has died and that you're playing as a clone. I, I, I actually kind of sniffed that one out a little bit. Um, I was thinking of, of possibilities because I knew that there was a twist in this game. And I was thinking of possibilities of what they could be. And, and I thought that that might be a possibility. But Waylon Yutani definitely hit me out of nowhere, um, which I thought was very, very cool. And, and I was actually trying to think... And of course, I literally just played this game, but now I can't remember. But I was trying to think if like uh, Vitality ever explicitly says like Metroid or Samus or anything like that, because they I know that they refer to her as the Hunter, and I know that they refer to the Federation, but I don't know if they refer to like the the Metroid Federation or the, the or Samus Aran or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I was wondering, I'm like, is this supposed to be like kind of like? secretly an alien game that just uses the super metroid rom hack or uh not rom hack the super metroid engine because i actually think that that's like really damn cool if that's kind of what they were going for um a very cool sneaky way to um you know to backdoor the alien universe into the metroid universe because i mean i think we all want like uh you know eventually maybe some kind of like alien metroid official kind of crossover in, in whatever form that may take and this was very cool because it might be as close as we get. And one thing that I went and I, uh, I I was asking some of the guys in the Metroid Construction Discord, I was like, how is it feasible? Okay, is it feasible to mix and match sprites from other games into a Super Metroid ROM hack? And so the, the answer I got was, was kind of a little bit... Um, complicated in a sense um, so the answer i got was theoretically yes it's possible and in fact in a in a metroid rom hack basically any rom hack um anything is possible but it is very very hard to do it well um and i'm actually going to read you the answer that i got specifically and then i'll tell you why i asked so the answer i got was short answer with rom hacking you can theoretically do anything you want the long answer it is very difficult to make or add custom sprites, and while it is feasible and has been done many times, it requires a lot of effort. You'd have to implement custom hitboxes and make sure the AI works within the context of the game, not to mention the graphical shenanigans involved, etc., um, etc. Et it's very easy to do it poorly, is the answer that I got. But I was thinking, I'm like, all right, what if? And, and this was like, this is such a huge reach, and obviously I would never expect anyone to like do this, but. What would have made Vitality like absolutely like a legendary ROM hack review is like, what if they took a Xenomorph sprite from the SNES game Alien 3 and they made that like the final boss battle of this game? That would have been so goddamn cool. That would have been like, can you imagine that? That would have been so awesome if Samus was fighting this, this Xenomorph from Alien 3, or really like kind of anything from Alien, um, they did put in the Waylon yutani logo, as well as like the text that says Waylon yutani and that was very cool. But I was just like, man, that would have been so sweet if like 
you fought a, a, a xenomorph. Even if it just showed up, you didn't even necessarily have to fight it. But if it just showed up, I think that would have been so cool. But um, alas, it, it is not... Uh, it's not something that happened, which is too bad because I, I think that that could have like easily put this over the top as being like maybe the best ROM hack that I've ever played because that would have been just like so awesome, um, but was not to be. Um, so just uh, to put a cap on everything here, I uh, I completed this game four hours twenty nine minutes thirty nine seconds. Um, I was revitalized, aka cloned, when my clone died four times and I got 50% items. Uh, so clearly I had a lot of work to do. Um, and as I mentioned, I, uh, I finished the game without the screw attack, without the, the, uh, the plasma beam or without the gravity suit. I did go back afterwards and get that. Just be warned. Um, if you, if you go into the final area, um, without the gravity suit, like I did, you're going to be stuck there. There's no way to get back out. So, um, you know, thank God for save states. But uh, just keep that in mind. I mean, kind of like Torian when you go in there. If you save at the uh, save station at the lower part, you're stuck. So um, don't do what I did. Um, yeah, so there was no there was no final boss. But the final sequence I thought was, like, so awesome. It did end a little bit abruptly um, after you destroy all the clones. But, like, the... The final, you know, the final sequence was, it was very, very cool. And like I said, at the top of the show here, um, very atmospheric and very like brooding and, and creepy and melancholy and the way that they use the music, the way that they use the sprites, um, they did an excellent job creating, um, something, something that felt new, even though it was, you know, what the, the hacking community would call vanilla, um, and there are some definite stark reminders that you're playing Super Metroid. I think someone on the forum said that, and I totally agree. Um, there are moments in this game where, like, you're you're very engrossed, and it's like you're playing something completely different, and then it's like, oh, okay, like, I'm, I'm definitely playing Super Metroid. Like, there's Shack Tool. I'm, I'm playing Super Metroid. By the way, I found uh, one, of the, one of the most rewarding things, I think, about these hacks is, like, every hack seems to, like, hide uh, the Edicoons and Decoras and... Um, Whatever, uh, whatever the name of that turtle is with all her babies that I'm still really upset that doesn't make it off to planet Zebus. Um, but I, so I found all those guys and that was cool. But, uh, yeah, this was a, this was a great hack. And, and I kind of want to reiterate something that, um, that I said at the very beginning, like I've played a lot of really good hacks so far. And, um, I think I'm at the point now where I do need that hack to have something that, something unique that it does that really makes it stand out and, and, and not just be like another really good Metroid ROM hack. And I think that the alien twist in this game is going to be something that sticks with me. And that I remember um, probably more than anything in this game. So in, in that sense, I think that vitality is definitely a winner and uh, yeah, I would, uh, you know, I, I totally recommend it. it. It'd be a nice, um, it'd be a nice different take, more mature take on uh the super metroid that we know and love so yeah give it a you know check it out digital mantra did a great job and um i guess they've also done some other hacks which i uh which i'm definitely going to check out in the future as well but there it is vitality so yeah if any of you guys uh ever go and play it let me know because i'm really interested to hear um different thoughts on it uh and or different ideas about how maybe the the final area could have been even more awesome but um yeah 
Thank you guys for uh, for checking out this episode, and of course, thank you for uh, you know supporting Omega Metroid. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, we will see you guys next month with a new ROM hack that I'm keeping under wraps for now, but it's going to be a little bit silly, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, until then, everybody, take care. I'll talk to you in the patron lounge, and I hope that you all have a great Canada Day, if you're in Canada, or 4th of July, if you're in the States. And uh, if you're outside of those two areas, I just hope you have a great week. Um, that is it for now. Until uh, Until next time, everybody, take care. and welcome to the third episode of Metroid ROM Hack Reviews. My name is Andy Spateri, and thank you so much for supporting Omega Metroid on Patreon. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see, but we are going to have a new Patreon series debuting um, sometime within the next month, and it's going to be called Item Acquisition. And it's going to be not hosted by me, thank goodness, <laughs> but it's going to be hosted by our pal Doominal Crossing. And what Doom is going to do is he is going to take us through his collection of Metroid merchandise and uh, collectibles and stuff that he has accrued over the years and uh, give a little backstory on it, give a little explanation to it, and um, maybe even throw in some Metroid sound effects in the video too, just for for good measure. So that's going to be something that is coming down the pipe soon. And uh, of course, in a few weeks, maybe two weeks time, we're going to have part two of, uh, of Wombat's question for me, which was, what are your favorite games? What are your favorite movies? I got a little bit long winded in the favorite games show, which I thought that I might. So um, needed to make favorite movies its own show. But today, we are going to be jumping back into the world of Metroid ROM hacks. And, and just when I kind of thought that I understood what your typical ROM hack was or like what what to... I, I don't know. Maybe I had some expectations going in. I, I actually had those expectations kind of um, blown out the window with this latest game, which is Super Metroid B2TW, a.k.a. Balls to the Walls, uh, which is kind of a, a clever little title. And actually, I didn't put that title together until somebody like spelled it out over on Metroid Construction, which I thought was 
was great. But um, so my expectations were blown away, and and I'm not I'm not actually sure if they were blown away in a good way or not. And um, I you know I I'll get into it as as we go into the show, but you know first and foremost this show might be a little bit shorter than my shows about Metroid Rogue Dawn or Super Duper Metroid because this game was way shorter and uh, I've replayed it a few times to kind of you know do my due diligence and uh, make sure that you know I'm I'm reporting I guess quote-unquote reporting on it as well as I can be Um, but yeah I mean it's really a short game the the average time uh, completion for this game is about seven minutes. And I, I took much longer than seven minutes. I think I took about 20 minutes to complete it. And that was with using save states. Um, but it, it was just very different. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that as, as we kind of go here. But the premise of this game is actually really cool. And I think that it's a really awesome idea. And um, that is is that you essentially play in morph ball mode the entire time. And, um, you know, some of my favorite areas in Metroid are, like, kind of morph ball puzzles and um, just favorite segments and stuff like that. Like, I, I really love, uh, all, like, all of, in Metroid Prime, for example, all the, like, the spider rails and stuff like that, like, those kind of puzzles. I really love the uh, the spider guardian, actually, in Metroid Prime, too. That's one of my favorite bosses, and I know that a lot of people really dislike that. Um, and, and I just, I kind of like, uh, I, I just kind of like, you know, th- those kind of puzzles that focus on the morph ball. Like I thought that the, uh, what the heck is that thing called in Samus Returns where you shine spark from the wall when you power bomb? I think it's called a spider. It's definitely not called a spider spark, but yeah, whatever you guys don't want to talk about. I thought that was a cool idea. Um, I, I love that, uh, you can slide into morph ball and Metro Dread. I, I guess what I'm saying is I just, I really like the morph ball aspect of Metroid. And I think that there is a lot to, you know, build on and a lot of opportunities to have kind of cool and unique puzzles. Um, and, and this game does, this game definitely does. And, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's a really kind of awesome idea that maybe could have been fleshed out a little bit more, but maybe not. But, um, so essentially what this game is, is it's kind of a collection of loose levels in a way there there's no like level one level two none of that but there you progress in a very straight and a very linear line um and there's a lot of like different different fun little things that you can do um along the way but um yeah you are essentially in morph ball mode the entire time uh, so actually you you can spring out you can get out of morph ball mode i've seen a few people say that you can't but i did and you can, but you can't really do anything if you are Samus. Um, you can only shoot diagonally up or down. And uh, th- this game is so tight, like the walls are, are so tight together that you can't really jump as Samus anyways. So like, technically you can break out of Morph Ball form, but, uh, and and actually for whatever reason, um, I, I got out of Morph Ball form once and then I went back down into morph ball mode and I couldn't get like re out of morph ball mode. I was locked in. So I, I mean, maybe it, maybe it really doesn't want you to or not. But, uh, one thing that I, th- that I thought was really funny is that Samus is green in this one and kind of looks like a Ninja turtle 
like her sprite work kind of reminded me of like Raphael. Cause she's got like the red and the, and the green going on. It was, it was pretty great. Um, I should mention too, by the way, that um, this is a super Metroid ROM hack. So, you know, we, we've got the same music as super Metroid, the same assets as super Metroid. Um, and, and obviously the same, you know, the same graphics and, and engine as super Metroid. Um, one thing to note about this game you die a lot. So like I said, the game, the average run game, a run time of this is only about seven minutes, according to Metroid Construction. I was at about 20 minutes, and like I said, I was using save states. Um, yeah, you die in this game a ton. There are, there are these, like, actually, like, cute mini save stations in the game because you're in morph ball mode right so like the save stations are only about as half as tall as they would be in super metroid so they, they look like these i don't know cute little pods or whatever that you can go into and save your game but there is only two of them throughout the game so you you need to make it to those pods in order to save your game and if you don't then you're starting from from the very beginning or from your from your save station so th this is kind of a game that like obviously once you you're intended to play it over and over and over and over again. The more that you do play it, um, the more that, you know, the more quickly that you will be able to progress. Um, but yeah, you, if you're playing this for the first time based on my recommendation, just get ready. You're going to die a lot. Even if you do happen to use safe states, um, you're going to die a lot. So I, I kind of broke it down into uh, the couple different levels here and, and just kind of wanted to talk about what this game does, what it, you know, what it doesn't do, stuff like that. Um, so the first, I would say like the first little area, and when I say like area, there, there's no technical term for this. I'm just kind of using my own division points here. Um, but the first little bit, um, you, you don't have anything. You don't have bombs, you don't have a spring ball, you don't, nothing. So you're basically just, uh, just rolling and you're on the platforms that move you across lava and across spikes. And there's stuff dropping from the ceiling to try and get you. And um, you're essentially just rolling and avoiding spikes until you get to the spring ball. Which uh, I have to say, actually. So there's a sequence right before... Or no, I'm sorry. Right after you get the spring ball. Um, and you know in Super Metroid, I think they call it the Noob Bridge the noob bridge what a great name um you, every, anyone that's played super metroid knows that bridge that i'm talking about it's the one in green brinstar right before you hit red brinstar and the music changes where you you run but you're not quite fast enough to outrun the dissolving ground but if you hold the dash button you can easily make it past there but super metroid doesn't really do a great job of telling you that you have a dash button. In fact, if you did not have a instruction manual and you did not go into like the controller settings before the game, which I mean, come on, like that's most of us playing Super Metro nowadays. Um, you probably don't know that you have a dash button. And lo and behold, I like to think of myself as a decent, a pretty decent Super Metroid player. And I am, I am on this little narrow bridge there is no room for movement it's a small morph ball tunnel um and it keeps on dissolving from under me and i am i'm pissed i'm like what the hell am i supposed to do and, and i'm just like oh my god this this is intense i think i know what i have to do 
I have to mock ball across this this tunnel so that it doesn't dissolve. So I'm I'm like, first of all, I, I'm not gonna say that I can hit a perfect mock ball every time, but I, I and, and I feel like the places in Super Metroid where I can mock ball are like fairly specific, like to get the early super missiles or to get the early ice beam, like those are kind of fairly specific places that I've practiced with. I wouldn't say that I can pull off a mock ball anywhere. I'm used to being able to pull off a mock ball in those areas. So I'm like, oh God, so I, I got to pull off a mock ball. First of all, I can't remember how to do a mock ball. I, I had to give myself a refresher. And then I'm just like, well, how do I do this? Because part of part of the mock ball is you jump up and then you morph mid air. And when you land, that's when you like, officially go into morph ball form and then go fast and i'm like well i'm already in morph ball form so how do i go fast and uh you can probably tell where i'm going with this i tried for like so long like i said i my, my official count was 20 minutes it was much longer than that and a lot of it was spent on this bridge but and i'm trying and i'm trying and i'm trying and i kid you not after probably like half an hour i was just like oh my god oh my god those sick sons of bitches they put a dash in this game and didn't tell anybody, didn't they? And lo and behold, there is a dash button for you in Morph Ball form. So, yeah, felt like a giant noob in the noob tunnel. This is the official name for this tunnel, is the noob tunnel in this game. I, uh, I couldn't believe it, but I made it through. And that was the first section of this game. And I was hanging my head just in absolute shame that I... Got trapped in this noob tunnel. Because apparently I'm a noob. But there it was. So I finally made it out first, or past this first area here. And um, you go into the next area. And there are these kind of, there are these like ghost blocks. If you look at the at the uh, the image artwork for uh, for this post, you, you'll be able to see them as well. Um there are these ghost blocks, and some of them have a green tongue, some of them have a red tongue, um, some of them are blue. So, so the ones with the green tongues fade in and out of existence. The blue blocks work like regular pitfall blocks, and will, uh, you know, will will dissolve as soon as you touch them, and then reform eventually. Um, the ones with the pink tongues, actually, if you touch them, they're destroyed forever, and then uh, the red tongues are are able to be destroyed. And, and I'm looking at these blocks, and if you guys can tell me what game these blocks are from, I, I saw them, and my gut instinct was, I'm pretty sure these are from Super Mario World. I'm pretty sure they're from, like, Boo's Haunted House or something like that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's where these blocks are from. But I'm not 100% sure. So if anyone has 100% confirmation... Uh, let me know in the in the patron lounge because this this was bugging me. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Super Mario World, but maybe I'm I'm mistaken. But um, so these blocks are are kind of introduced in this next little phase, and they make for some for some nice little puzzles here. You gotta uh, particularly the green ones that fade in and out of existence. It's it's kind of a nice little challenge to try and uh, you know like like get around them and make sure that you don't fall into nothingness. So um, that was kind of cool, and then. Like I said, right away, um, almost you you get to uh, you get to the mini save station, and then you get the fire bombs, which are pretty cool. They're to be honest, they're just regular bombs, and they have 
uh, I guess they have like a fire animation, but they don't really do anything that regular bombs don't, which is a little bit disappointing. I, I was kind of hoping that there would be like, you could set something on fire or something like that. I don't know. But um, the bombs are actually kind of a, uh, they're, they're a really cool touch because like you can destroy spikes in this game with the bombs, um, but only certain spikes. So the spikes, uh, if you, if you take a look at the, um, the feature image for this, for this post again, you could kind of see right under the W in the B to TW, there is a spike that has, uh, it's just gray. And those spikes can be destroyed. But if you look around, you'll see that every other spike has a red center in it. And those spikes cannot be destroyed. Um, so you have to be very, very actually strategic about where you bomb and how you bomb. Which I, I really like this. Because if you lay a bomb uh, to destroy something, it's obviously going to propel you upwards. But this the, the first section of this game, the tunnels are so tight. Like they're so tight that if you propel upwards even a little bit, you're going to get blasted um, by the spikes. And I thought that this was kind of like a cool little touch because it's something that I think that we don't really think about all that much during the course of like a Metroid game, usually. Um, you you pretty, usually have pretty like free access to just kind of bomb at will wherever you want to go. So I, I did like that. There are a couple instances where you have to like quickly roll in, lay a bomb, quickly roll back, especially you might be rolling on like the green ghost tiles and they're fading in and out of existence. Um, there's a lot of this in this uh, this next section. And, and I think that this is a really strong section um, of the game as well. Um, I, I was having a little bit, one critique I'd have of this game is that like, I think that may, I'm sure that they like, I'm sure that they're able to be done if you are skilled enough. But I don't know. I, I think I was kind of getting the hang of this. But there, there are a bunch of jumps in this game that I just... I don't know how you make them without taking damage. Now, you don't take enough damage to, like, kill you. Um, but but you take damage nonetheless. And there are a bunch of jumps where I'm just like, how the hell would, like, would someone possibly make this jump? We're talking, like, a massive gap from one platform to the other with spikes in the middle or nothing in the middle. Um... And I, I don't know, maybe, I'm sure that there has to be a way to do these jumps, but I, I was just like, this is like this this is a little bit too gnarly for you know for me. Um, I, I just want to be able to kind of make these jumps and not worry about depleting half of my health. So there was there was a lot of like there was really fun bomb puzzles in in this area as well, but there also was a lot of these like jumps and these pits where it's just like. Ugh. you know, this is this is kind of annoying. Uh, two things, though, to, to point out is that if you bomb a spike and it, uh, you know, explodes, then you can actually get pickup, like, uh, like health pickups. So there is a way to fill your health, and there are energy tanks hidden around as well. So you can, um, you know, you, you can up your, your health. I, I think... I acquired four energy tanks in the course of this game, and, and I'll talk about that um, in, a, in the next little bit here. But um, once you get past this section where everything is, is very much closed, to, like very close, very tight, uh, it opens up a little bit, actually, and you acquire the speed boost. And I was pumped for this. I was really pumped for this. Although I will say that I was a little bit disappointed because there's essentially just one sequence where you need to use your speed boost at all. Um 
So you can get your speed boost. You can you can charge it up. And what you have to do is um, you have to jump. And unlike Super Metroid, when you when you land, if you jump immediately again, your speed boost will continue. So you have to speed boost across this like massive massive hallway and you you speed boost you make this ridiculous jump that you have to hit at like the right time or, or else you won't make it to the platform the platform is like a million miles away and as soon as you land you have to jump once twice thrice and then you can't even stop on your third jump because you have to jump a fourth time and then you'll go crashing through a wall i did so i i didn't do the the speed boost jump properly the first time i got to the first platform and I was just like, I didn't know that I was supposed to keep going. Or that you could keep going, in fact. So I was kind of stranded. I felt like Tom Hanks in, in uh, oh god, Castaway. Castaway. I almost called that movie Shipwrecked. What the hell is that? I felt like Tom Hanks in Castaway because I'm on this like I'm on this platform in, the, in no man's land in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Can't jump back. Can't jump forward. Not enough room to charge my, my speed boost. So I'm just like, all right, cool. So... Uh, <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Had to had to reset the game, um, and then I did it a second time. And my second time, I actually did the jumps. I did one, two, and then three. And then when I landed, I I didn't I didn't keep jumping because I saw I saw a wall and I saw like stuff right, not just like an isolated platform. So I was like, okay, like I probably just need to roll through a bomb or something like that. Nope. I landed and there were speed boost blocks that were that I needed to jump a fourth time really quickly. Just a short jump to, to break them to get to the next room. But the third time was a try. Was a try? No, the third time was a charm. I tried the third time. I, I butchered that. I'm sorry. Um, the third time was a, was a, was the charm. I almost said was a try again. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, but the third time, by God, I got there and I broke through that wall. Um, but this is kind of where the speed boost um, stops. So they, there's one hallway where you need to actually use the speed boost, which is, I think, too bad, because I think that that was, like, a real potential for, uh, you know, for, for gameplay and for puzzles and stuff like that. Um, so going on to this next section, you actually fall down for a little bit, which is also kind of fun, so you're just kind of free-falling. It, it almost looks like Metroid Prime Pinball, in a way, because, like, you're just this ball falling, and there's all these spikes that you have to keep on avoiding, and it lasts for... I don't know, maybe like 20, 25 seconds. But it was like a, a fun little little grind. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, and then as you get to the bottom, you get the high jump boots. And I don't think that I mentioned this earlier. but So obviously this game is, um, you know, based in Super Metroid's world. And as such, has Super Metroid physics with it. And um, I, I've never been one of those guys... That's just, I've heard people say like, oh, Metroid Prime, Super Metroid is floaty. And maybe because Super Metroid was my like first Metroid game, but I love the way that you can jump and, and move around in Super Metroid. And I felt, I felt like Metroid Fusion and Zero Mission are like super, super heavy. Like Samus feels very heavy to me in those games. Uh, Metroid Dread, I, I thought felt fine, but, um... Yeah, I, I, I've never been one to subscribe to the idea that Super Metroid is, you know, quote-unquote floaty. But I, even I even I will have to say, like, there, it feels like there is a little bit of lag, like, when you jump. Like, it's almost like you're jumping in slow motion. So um, getting the high boots 
or the high jump boots rather really kind of added to that effect and so once you get the high jump boots you go into the next room and uh you actually have kind of like a like a mini boss battle it's pretty fun the the ridley music starts pounding and then you have to fight some um oh god key hunters i want to say um either key hunters or rios um but either way and you're fighting gold versions of them and there's three and so you're basically just jumping around and laying bombs in the air and it's not especially hard and there's no timer or anything like that but uh it was a fun little boss battle and so i defeated them and i was like all right i'm ready to keep going and then the game ended and i was like oh okay um all right so the ending was very very abrupt um it kind of came out of nowhere and um yeah i i don't know i i was i was ready for a little bit more but uh, the ending came out of nowhere, and, um, you know, so I, I got my, my official clear time was 11 minutes, although that is outrageous, because I uh, I definitely I definitely spent a lot of time redoing some jumps and using save states and stuff like that. Um, but here is the kicker, is that I got 10% items, and I've, I actually replayed it twice to try and get any other item than the one I got, and I haven't found anything so far. And I've taken a look uh, at a couple of YouTube runs, and most of them end up with 10% items as well. So, I mean, you know, there, there probably is a, a lot of hidden items to go around and find and explore. I haven't found any yet. So, there there is some replayability and longevity to this game. Um, but, yeah, I, I was, uh, I don't know, I was, I was a little bit, like I said at the top of the show, I, I think I had my expectations based on playing... Um, Super Duper Metroid and Metroid Rogue Dawn about what a Metroid ROM hack was or maybe could be or something like that and um, I kind of chose Balls to the Walls because it was different than the other games that I've played like I, I don't want to just play like remixed versions of Super Metroid over and over and over again so I wanted some diversity into the gameplay approach and I thought that this game was was uh, a you know a very welcome step in that direction um but I, I almost, I was just like, man, did I just like, I mean, did I play the best two Metroid ROM hack, you know, Metroid ROM hacks, uh, and, and now my expectations are just a little bit too high because, because I felt like the ending of this was, was very flat and that I, I just kind of wanted more and, you know, I mean, I guess it's better to be left wanting more than just like, oh God, I'm sick of this game and I don't want to play it anymore. Um, but yeah, like you know, I think that, uh, I, I think that this was, so a couple things, um, so I mentioned there's 10% items here, but I, I don't know, I don't know that I have the drive to go back and play this game any more than I have, because even with save states, I feel like it can be kind of frustrating, because, like, you do die a lot over and over again, and there's certainly no clear path as to where these items could be hidden, um, and, and I think that that might frustrate players. Uh, maybe not, maybe it wouldn't. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, I, I guess, uh, like I said, I, I think I might've been spoiled by the games that I've played, but, um, and I'm never going to say that somebody did a bad job making, uh, you know, a, a Metroid ROM hack. This is by, um, a guy named, named Grimes, by the way. Uh, so, so shout out to Grime, uh, Grimey, 
Uh, I think he's made a, a couple of different ROM hack reviews, actually. So, you know, I, I think that I kind of realized that, you know, I, I when I was playing this, I was like, this kind of seems more like a proof of concept idea. And, and to be honest, I think that's exactly what it was. Like, I think that when Grime made this, he, he was kind of testing out the idea to see if it was feasible, if it was fun. And I definitely think that it is, but it plays not even like, not even like a demo, but like a, almost like a, like a tech demo, like a proof of concept is, is the best thing that I can think of to say, because it's so short, but it does kind of show you like what's possible, how you can battle bosses in this game, how you can utilize a speed boost, how you can, you know, a different approach to using your bombs, um, how, how movement goes, stuff like that. It feels like there's a lot still on the table. Um, and especially because there are these items, like I mentioned, like the speed boost or the high jump boots, like they're really only used for like one sequence and then they're done. You don't, you don't use them again. So there, there's a lot left on the table. There's a lot left, um, for this concept. And I hope that they, you know, they, someone, anyone kind of, um, you know, picks up on this idea because I, I, like I said, I really do like the, the concept of the idea and, uh, like, I, I actually think that, like, I don't think Nintendo is in this arena anymore. In fact, I'm pretty sure that they pulled out. But, like, this would just be kind of like a fun mobile game, I feel like. Like, not a full-fledged, like, Metroid game. And that's fine. Not everything needs to be a full-fledged, like, you know, Metroidvania adventure. But I, I you know, this would kind of be like a, a, a straightforward, linear, challenging, puzzle-based level. Like, I, I could see this if there were, like, 25, 30 levels or something in this game. Um, I, I think that this would be like a really solid, like little mini title. So if I, you know, using my own subjective opinion, I I'd say that there is like four or five little levels, mini levels in this game. Like I said, obviously they don't break them down in terms of like level one, level two, level three, but they're, they're very clear, like distinguishing points in this game. Um, I think that that could be like really, really fun. If you like, if someone, you know, maybe even Nintendo themselves, went and kind of made a, uh, you know, like a full-blown game off this. Because, I, like I said, I think that the idea is very cool. But, uh, you know, this this one really, I think, was just kind of dipping its its toes into the water to see, to see what the appetite was like, I guess. And, uh, you know, I, I had fun. Like I said, I don't want to play a remix version of Super Metroid every single time that I do a Metroid ROM hack review. So I, even though I, I do have my gripes with this one, um, the difficulty is a little bit challenging. There are some, some jumps that feel a little bit punishing. Um, I have no idea where the heck all these items are supposed to be. Like there's, there's 90% of the items left in this game. I don't know where the hell they are. Um, that you don't use items a whole lot. Uh, you know, all, all of those gripes, you know, are, are, I, like, they're valid, but at the same time, like, I, I think that I had a pretty good time playing this as well. And, I mean, if nothing else, like, you know, its weakness is also its strength, where it's like, it'll take you 20 minutes. So if you if you got half an hour that you need to kill, you could do a lot worse than uh, B2TW. I'm having a hard time saying that. B2, keep on wanting to say B2 the wall or B2 something. But, yeah, balls to the walls was, was pretty fun, so... You know, it's a it's a short commitment. It's a short investment, and uh, you know, is it is it the full length scope adventure of some of these other renowned titles like Rogue Dawn or Hyper Metroid? No, definitely not. But 
still a fun time nonetheless. Um, so there it is. Metroid balls to the walls for Metroid ROM hack reviews. So I posted in the patron lounge, and I want to hear your guys' opinion on this and let me know in the patron lounge. But I I think I would be down to expand the scope of Metroid ROM hack reviews and uh, and actually maybe, like we were talking about, maybe include some Zelda in here. Maybe get some Pokemon going on. I like. I don't know. I'm also open to suggestions. If there's maybe there's like a a, a ROM hack that makes like a Kirby game fun. I, I don't know. That, that might exist. So I'd be down to play that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I've got a few games lined up for the next couple months here. But I don't know. I think a Zelda one could be could be kind of cool. I've never played a uh, a Zelda ROM hack at all in my life and i actually think that uh that maybe i'll just do like a, a randomizer at some point too and uh you know share my thoughts on those because i've also never done a randomizer either so i think that that could be fun but um that will be for another day that is it for metroid b2tw and uh you can check that out at metroid construction it's a it's a fun little romp so uh you know like i said if you have 30 minutes to kill give it a go um just want to thank everybody again so much for supporting Omega Metroid on Patreon. It really does mean a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I, I get to have fun and play all these games and, and share thoughts with you guys. And it's it's awesome. So thank you for supporting the the show, the website, and uh, all, all, of our, all of our fun endeavors. So, uh, yeah, we got the Spiteri show coming soon. We got item acquisition coming soon. Um, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. And I have picked out... The next game for ROM hack reviews, which I'm going to have to start playing imminently because I think it's a, I think it's a big one. I think it's a beast. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get started on that, maybe tomorrow night. Um, all right, well I'm out of here. I uh, hope that uh, that you guys are all doing well, and of course, uh, you know we can always chat in Patreon lounge if you have any suggestions, ideas, anything like that. But for now, that's a wrap for Metroid ROM Hack Reviews. Until next mission, everybody. See you then.